Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Shade Brigade. I'm Oliver, the homo you should know. Here with the one and only, and slightly sassy but ever so fabulous, Crochet. Hey! Welcome back. How was your week? Oh, not too bad. Let me see. We had, I have, gosh, wrap your head around this. I have a great nephew. And he turned two over the last week, so we had a birthday party at my mom's house for him. Bouncy house with the slide. You Who know. doesn't love a bouncy house? <laughs> oh, let me tell you, my kids were all about <laughs> it. My youngest son, like, he he damn near lost his mind. He was so excited with this bouncy house. It was just, it was great. They had such a good time, all the kids. There's so many kids. We don't Everybody's usually have, having kids. I know, we don't usually, right? I don't, I don't really have kids. Well, we're not all meant to have kids, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. borrow mine whenever you feel the need. <laughs> well, great. I'll put them to work, send them home with sugar, and then there you go. Oh, thanks. That will Perfect. come back to haunt you, I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, on Saturday, we did our first ever photo shoot for promos and, and videos and stuff. We uh, got to play dress up in a park and in front of different people and acted a fool <laughs> that's always a good time but we did take some really good photos and we would like to say a very big thank you to triple raven photography yes very good thank friend you. of mine Yay. for doing that for us we love you josie come back we love you long time <laughs> boom boom long time yes love you so anything new and exciting in your circle the the globe well i do have to start out by apologizing that we're a day late with the release of our podcast this week because i'm the jerk that scheduled my move into the new house yeah. yesterday it, and... happens. <laughs> it happens but i did have some great friends help out yesterday and uh after x amount of hours i got tired but i ended up getting it all done well i'm glad you were able to get it all finished up and all that and hopefully your new fabulous life will be quiet and relaxing and it will be it will be in fabulously time. gay <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you like your new roommate so far uh you know they are a good couple of guys i uh i've known one for about a year now and the other one i just met you know not too long ago uh -huh. and uh they both seem pretty cool so we'll uh we'll see how this works out that's all you can do, really. <laughs> you all don't right. know till you know. Right, right. Well, let's jump on in here. Uh, I'm going to jump right on in. Uh, as you know, this last week we had uh, the, what, 16th anniversary of 9-11, I believe, because we're in, what, 2017 Yeah, now? it was 2001. Um, and uh, we just want to take a moment to for everybody that uh, helped save lives, to everybody that was in Ground Zero, Everybody who had lost loved ones and whatnot, our hearts go out to you um, for you or your loved ones' uh, contributions um, for either helping or being brave uh, throughout that entire situation. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And also for being brave, you know, the 16 years since it happened. I mean, there's there's a constant reminder every year. I know on my favorite radio station, uh, when I was driving to work every day, I I kind of hated the 9/11 shows because I knew I was gonna cry. You know, they played back all the they played back all the news about it and everybody talking about it, and it would make me cry every single time. So when they say, you know, we will remember, we will not forget, they're really taking it to heart. And so I mean, kudos to to the families who are really having that reminder every single year over and over and over and still, you know, persevering and and making it through. So good for them. Yeah. I really think that they, they deserve a mention because that's got to be hard. It's one thing to have someone die, but to have someone important to you die and it's literally, it. it's literally recognized every nationally year. over and over and over and discussed. And it's not really something that you can ever kind of, you know, you never forget when somebody dies, but something that you can just kind of let sit in the back of your head for a little bit and not be at the foreground. Right. So. Well, here's hoping that after 16 years, it's gotten a little bit easier for you. A little bit. Maybe Obama was right and it really does get better. That, <laughs> One can hope. That's the hope. It that's gets the hope. better. <laughs> so our humanitarian of the week this week, uh, we want to take a moment and thank a gentleman by the name of Mark Bingham. Uh, Mark... 
uh, was a gay rugby fan and sportsman himself. Uh, he was a passenger on the flight number 93 uh, on that day that none of us will forget. Uh, Mr. Bingham is credited with helping a, uh, lead a passenger revolt against those that hijacked the plane uh, and begun to direct it towards Washington, D.C. Uh, rushing the cockpit and risking their own lives, uh, they were successful in overthrowing the hijackers and managed to bring it down, uh, or the plane down, I'm sorry, in a field. Uh, but unfortunately, none of the 44 people on that flight, number 93, uh, made it out alive but their actions likely saved hundreds more. So our hats off to Mr. Bingham uh, as being remembered as one of the many heroes of 9-11. And it's not just Mr. Bingham. Again, everybody that, you know, had dealt with that situation, it's rough. Right. Um, so all of you really are heroes in, in making all of this still available for us uh, yeah. to enjoy. So, so thank you for that. So we're going to take it a little bit the other direction with our right-wing nut of the week, Milo Yiannopoulos. This mother... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently thought it was funny to joke about Hurricane Irma on Facebook, saying, In more positive Irma news, Richard Branson's Necker Island has been devastated. <sighs> And then as Irma made its way to Haiti and later killed 28 people, he wrote, Irma's about to finish what Hillary started, leaving Haiti in ruins. Now, if this guy could be any bigger of a dick, he then turns around, cracks more jokes as the hurricane devastated the Caribbean islands. And a few days later, he decided to claim that the hurricane had destroyed his Miami home. Well, maybe that's just me. <laughs> Now, Karma. oh, but wait, but then there's more. Yes, there is more. The house wasn't even fucking his. What? He posted some shit saying my house is gone. And it was a picture of someone else's house who had evacuated before the storm had even happened. <sighs> like how big of a fucking douche nozzle can you be? First you're gonna talk mad shit about hurricane victims and then you're gonna turn around and say your house was destroyed when it wasn't. And people look up to this guy. People actually give a shit about what this guy has to say. What the fuck, people? What is wrong with you? Stop it! Well, the worst part about this is that Milo's gotten a lot of flack for being uh, alt-right and very openly uh i guess open i guess you you could say about his homosexuality and uh he worked at breitbart so it 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 he's kind of at three strikes to go and and say something dirty like that you're taking <sighs> a, a natural disaster someone where people are losing their their homes their animals their livelihood they may not have stuff to come home to. So the fact that you are complaining about how you've lost this and you've lost that when there are people legitimately out losing right. everything <laughs> and people that actually have to work for a living because let's be honest, you get sponsorships and, and you get all these deals where right. you can appear on TV, open your trap, and then suddenly you're making all this money. Right, and people legitimately felt bad for him. Like if you read through comments and things on Facebook, Facebook people like legitimately felt bad they were sending them heartfelt prayers and wishes and things like that and people had the fucking gall to get all up in arms over Kathy Griffin in her paper mache art of the president's head don't cut art in schools people oh, that could have been better oh my god it could have been so much better but people aren't outraged over this really that chaps my ass, I tell you. <laughs> it burns your cookies, it chaps my ass, damn it. Yes, it burns my cookies. And he just, the name itself is just synonymous with disgust. And he kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, I'm I, already, I beat you to it. Yeah. Beat you to it. <laughs> Well, we're going to move right on along here. Uh, this week's in Rants and Raves. Um, for those of you who are big gamers... Um, video game YouTuber Felix Kelberg. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Probably, and but who cares? He's a piece frankly, of shit. Frankly, if 
I did. I really don't give a shit. So, uh, this guy's better known as PewDiePie. Uh, he's reported to using the N-word during a live streaming video game session. Uh, Crochet and I watched the stream that we found on YouTube, and he was quoted as saying, What a fucking beep! Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? Sorry, but what the fuck? Later on that day, uh, game developer Chris Vanneman, co-founder of Campo Santo, which is a video game company, took to Twitter to voice his reaction to the video. He states, We're filing a DMCA, which is a Digital Millennium Copyright Act, takedown of PewDiePie's Firewatch content in any future Campo Santo games. There's a bit of leeway you have to have with the internet when you wake up every day and make video games. There's also a breaking point. I'm sick of this child getting more and more chances to make money off of what we make. <laughs> He's far worse than a closeted racist. He's a propagator of despicable garbage that does real damage to the culture around this industry. I'd urge other developers and we'll be reaching out to folks much larger than us to cut him off from the content that has made him a millionaire. This begs the question, are racist comments common amongst gamers be it over live feeds or, or gaming live chat i actually think it is because as you know i have an 11 year old who loves to watch these videos and we have to be really careful because you know they'll sneak and watch the ones with the bad words even though they're not supposed to and then they're like what i didn't know and that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other story we'll talk about that another time that's another segment all you moms out there grab a glass of wine we gonna talk about that later <laughs> but i just i think racist comments else here the thing is with with gaming you have to remember they're all behind a screen you don't know what that other person looks like you don't know right. if it's necessarily unless they're talking through the headset you don't necessarily know if it's a boy girl whatever who whatever so i do think uh mean and bad words <laughs> the words that i use myself not the n-word and let's just to be clear people i know people are going to ask our promo pictures will be coming out i am mixed i am part black and so that's probably the number one question that i get asked so that's why i just i wanted to make sure that i mentioned that because people are going to want to know <laughs> and going with that um you know i don't want my kids hearing people throwing around the n-word I don't want to hear racist comments, um, but I, I, how can you be throwing that around at somebody behind a, a computer screen? I guess that's my question. Is really, can you really be racist against somebody unless you know them? In which case, why wouldn't you, I don't know, block them or whatever? Don't play in the same room with them or, you know. That's just my kind of. <laughs> how can you be racist? I'm, I, I don't know. Well, and you kind of answered your own question because <laughs> I I call them, and if anybody that spent enough time on Facebook will know that there are what I call keyboard crusaders, and these are the people that will sit behind a keyboard, that will sit behind a video game controller with a headset on and do nothing but talk negatively, that will talk shit, that will belittle, that will do everything possible that they can possibly get away with without thinking that they're never going to be caught or called out on. So um, politics obviously is a big one. Right. Um, you know, I I was listening to NPR the other day and they were talking about how Hillary Clinton's new book came out and overnight there were like, I don't know, a large number of comments and a lot of them weren't even related to the book. It was just either for Hillary for being who she is or anti-Hillary saying fuck this, fuck that, and and what have you. Gotcha. So it, it's that sort of mentality where they think that there's no repercussions. There's no boundaries. So they're going to take to the internet and they're going to sit there behind their keyboard with their Cheetos and their <laughs> sweaty ass that hasn't been washed in three days. <laughs> And they're going to write their comments to be negative, and they're going to um, do nothing but basically troll people. Or, <laughs> That's the word um, I was waiting for. Troll people. Right. right. Love and that. this extends itself over to video games. Now, I myself, I'm a gamer. I have an Xbox One S. Um, I love it. It's great. Fancy. But there are, right. There, <laughs> there are times when, you know, I have my headset on, and there will pop up this little child that clearly sounds under the age of 18 that's dropping the f-bomb that's dropping the n-word that is swearing up a storm and it you know it at what point where do the parents 
the parents need to step in and say something. So, but back to the original question, it's still, I just, I just don't see how you can say what you're going to say, but I don't necessarily feel that it can be racist if you're not face to face with someone or if you don't know them. They, they, they're, they're, they're racist terms, but I don't feel like that necessarily makes them racist unless they know. Well, so, I you mean, because if you're just throwing shit out there, you call me a bitch and we just met, you know, or you're passing me on the street. You don't know me and you call me a bitch. Okay. You're throwing out bad words, but you don't fucking know me. How the fuck do you know that I'm a bitch? Right. You know, that's kind of the angle I'm seeing it at right now. I feel differently. Okay. I think that <laughs> if someone has this preconceived notion of a generalized assumption of a ethnic group or socialized construct of what people are Mm -hmm. um going back to last week's topic about how police are assuming you know people are bad based on their skin color this may or may not be the case but it's easy to assume that you know oh well you're black so you're the n-word or you're jewish so you're this or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be so making those sort of generalized assumptions typically stem from what children learn at home. I cannot preach to you enough that little children will go to kindergarten and play with children of all colors and have just as much fun as they would uh, with little black boys and girls or little Asian boys and girls or Latino boys and girls. And they have fun and they don't know what hate is. Hate is a taught social construct. Hate is bullshit that stems from the home. And it's learned behavior. It's true. And I think that it has become socially acceptable to use that term, much like when someone uses the word fag or faggot. Right. Or even more so, using the term, that's gay, for trying to describe something that they think is stupid. Right. Um, you know, I myself, many, many years ago, was guilty of that. I'm like, that's gay. I've done that myself, too. I can't. You know, but now that I, I'm in my mid-30s, it has a total different meaning. Right. You know, so it, going back to the word fag, it's like when people throw that out, it those that use the term think that it's going to be some sort of insult because it, it it's associated with being weak or being less than because you may be homosexual or you may be this. So taking that one step further back, you know, dropping the N-word to me can just be some sort of ill intention towards a group of people. Or it can also be used, and now, mind you, I don't approve of this, but, you know, like saying that's gay like oh well you're an n-word or you're that right simply because of the color of your skin it's not acceptable under any circumstances you shouldn't do it regardless of being 13 and (laughs) you need to be doing homework when your little badass is fucking shooting all the noobs on call of duty and that's right i am a new bitch i'm talking to you (laughs) um (laughs) We okay. don't have hours upon hours to play video games, so leave us noobs alone. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, I mean, that's just my thought on it. Like, it, it it doesn't give you a pass, no matter who you are, under any circumstances. It so. doesn't. It really doesn't. You're right. So, I am behind you 100% on that. It It should not be done. Like, whether or not I agree if you can truly be racist towards someone that you don't know, it still needs to stop period end of story that word should just be eradicated from the human language i would be a very happy negro descendant who would be very pleased not to be called that word or have to ever worry about my children being called that word or anything else especially with all the white supremacists and and racist issues that are popping up locally for us even you know, yeah, so. I mean, there was a, a group from west of where we're at that uh, were found to be leaving cards on uh, people's vehicles. On, and, yeah, yes, and that's that's like I can't remember the the name of the group, but I promise yeah. you that when we find out who you are, 
we will find out where you meet up and we will put you on blast so that way the good constituents of this area can beat your fucking ass. Oh my god, I hope We're not so. fucking having it. We're not doing this Nazi shit, this white supremacist shit. Those days are done. So take it somewhere else because it's not wanted here. Right. Bye, bitch. Not in our town. Not in our town. High five. High five. Mm-hmm. And in other news. Uh, unforgettable mentions. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Really, really excited about this because this is my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I know I, you are. I won't lie. I mean, this goes way back when. Um, I can't say that I've ever personally done it, but I do want to say that RuPaul won uh, her second Emmy for Outstanding Reality Host for a second, second consecutive year. Congrats, Mama Ru. We're all sorts of excited for you. Um, That's really awesome, and I won't lie. As much as uh, I would look horrible in drag, (laughs) I can appreciate all of the fabulous queens out there doing that work to transform the male persona into a wonderful and sometimes very sexy persona. <laughs> it works that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you and I have been going to drag shows, what, for how many years now? Oh, my gosh. Since before my kids were born. <laughs> Shit. What, oh, man. Do you remember? Years? Do you remember that trip to Portland that we took? Oh, my gosh. For, what was it, the La Femme Magnifique yes, pageant? Yes, <laughs> I will never drink on a bus again. I thought that I was, was one hell of so a trick. Oh that was God. such a long day. It was. We, I saw way bus. more naked penis than I should have ever seen in my life that day. Don't get me wrong. Dick is a beautiful thing. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, a beautiful thing. Yes. Beautiful they were thing. so... Don't get me wrong. Okay, don't take this the wrong way. Like, they... This, this bar that we frequented quite a bit had drag shows and things, and they went all out. It was amazing. They rented the bus. All we had to do was sign up put our name on a list and everything they bought all the booze and everything for the trip down there and we had an amazing time so we got access into the show we they later took us to this lovely club with the naked what dancing was it? men I think it was the silverado <laughs> i could not tell you the name i just remember being so horrified that there was flapping penis that close to me <laughs> and they're dancing all up in your and face. i'm just like Oh, these are not the kind of wieners that are okay to be in my face. <laughs> not okay. But it was it was an amazing night. We had so so much fun. Yeah, and so I just fun. and I think I don't know. For me, like it's an art form. Like I while I have no desire to want to dress up and drag, <laughs> um I have such a deep appreciation for the hard work, the effort Right. The time and the craftsmanship ah. that goes into, I mean, not only makeup, but designing clothes that fit. Yes. And to uh, cutting pads to make sure that you have a feminine silhouette and whatnot. Um, you know, taking Steve and putting <laughs> Steve into this drag persona that is just 180 degrees from where... And he's now Stephanie. Right. Um, <laughs> and he lives it, right? Like truly lives it, like that. you, like you would have no idea. All I have to say is, Steve, hook me up with your makeup tips, because Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any local drag queens, please reach out to us, because you... Crochet would love some tips. I would love some tips, especially on the eyeshadow, man. I can't get that smoky eye to save my life. And the contouring. Those are the two things. Love you long time. Please contact us. Shadebrigade.com. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have to get a video of that. In fact, I that would, would, be I would, I be would awesome. almost want them to take you from a woman into a drag queen. Oh, my God. Do a drag makeover. We need to come up with a... <gasps> We need to come up with a drag name for oh, you. Oh, because Crochet is not good enough. <laughs> well, not that Crochet isn't good enough, but we want you to have a, a fabulous drag a name. A fabulous drag name. All, All right. right. Well, um, how about we put a shout out to our listeners. Share us with your friends. Share us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. What should Crochet's drag name be? And I will, I guess I will gladly let somebody dress me up in male drag maybe if you're lucky well, i'll do a song why for you you pull a connie and carla and be a woman that's pretending to be a man that's dressing up as a drag queen so Have i'd still seen? get to dress like a girl 
you would just be a girl, a drag queen. I'd be a girl. Right. You've seen Connie and Carla, right? No. What? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Do you after see this vacant expression right now? No after clue. We, after we are done with this, we are putting on Connie and Carla. Damn it! Because that is that is hilarious. It has uh, the girl that uh, is in my big fat Greek wedding. The Ooh, daughter. I, love her. I can't remember her name, but she's I... really pretty. Has the long oh curly dark hair. hair. Yes, I love yeah, her. Yeah. And I don't quote me on this. God, please don't tweet me or Instagram. DM me saying that it was wrong, but I wanted to say it was Tony Collette as well. You'd be the one who knew. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, the, the premise of the story is that they are women trying to escape like ex-boyfriends or, or abusive men. Right. So they're women who are pretending to be men that dress up in drag. Gotcha. So. That's very thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> a lot going on there. Yeah, there is a lot going on there. So, uh, yeah, I think we should. I think actually that you should perform in drag just once on Halloween. Why not? We'll we'll for we'll, for a drag show or maybe for a local that, benefit. We'll leave that on the table for further discussion and see what we can come <laughs> <Yeah>. up with. <laughs> Just one night. Oh, my just a, gosh. A, one night only, and then cue the Dream Girl song. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, yeah. speaking of, oh, yeah. my goodness. Speaking of dressing up. Oh, no. The human Kendall, Rodrigo Alves. I apologize if I said his name wrong. I don't know the guy personally. I'm just rolling with what I know. He's been, uh, articles say that he's been left terrified for his safety as doctors warn him against more cosmetic surgery. This is a man who has gone out of his way to have cosmetic surgeries to make him uh, appear more like a Ken doll. And I just, I... There are no words. With, when I say <laughs> I can't even right now, I, there's, I really just... What? Why would you do this? And then there have been reports of, um, you know, that he's an addict. And his response to that is, it's not addiction, it's maintenance. So he's having multiple multiple surgeries and things like that. But then they've, they've warned him uh, About his nose he had collapsing. some trouble with his nose like collapsing. Had... And he's had like six surgeries on yeah. it. It's like Michael Jackson went through a phase where his nose slid off. You should have learned from the man. I... History repeats itself when you don't pay attention. Michael Jackson's nose started to fall off. Why did you think yours wouldn't? Well, pay attention. Use the the power of the Google. The Google, yes. Um, and yes, so, we are very well aware that the Google is not accurate, but I just right. think it's funny. So I like the Google, so you're going to like the Google. Done. Done. <laughs> done. Done. But no, this guy, I mean, I've looked at pictures of this dude, and if any of you have are into body modification, there is a person... Um, and I, I don't know, uh, the person's name right off the top of my head. However, uh, this person is like the, the human cat and oh, there's, her. Um, yes. there's plastic surgery in the cheeks and the cheeks are abnormally large and whatnot. This particular individual, Rodrigo, his face kind of has started to look the same way. And we watched an interview with him before doing this. So that way we had some intelligent conversation to be had on this guy and they were going through some of his older pictures and this guy just didn't know when to stop and i think that's the problem is that there's a psychological disorder at hand even though he claims that there isn't right i think that there is like it's a form of body dysmorphia right like sometimes bodybuilders will have that um you know, sometimes yeah, they feel like that. they're never big enough or, you know, in the opposite spectrum where you have models that never feel like they're thin enough, which is fucked up because the model community makes you want or requires you to be like 75 pounds and five foot 11. But, you know, I, I think that this is a little bit different in that this guy was teased in high school and he's admitted that, that he would get beat up in the hallways and, and teased and whatnot. And I myself, I'm not excluded from that. There was a particular individual that shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> of course. That throughout junior high, I mean, I remember sitting there in class and the teacher would sit at her desk and he would sit in the back of the class. Even though I was across the room, he would still mutter under his words. He'd be like, faggot. And it just, that stuff sticks with you. It does. And, it really does. You know, I'm beyond it. I, and what have you. But this particular individual, uh, 
uh, Rodrigo, sorry, I almost called him Ken. Same <laughs> thing, I guess. Um, I think it's that that sort of way. I think that he got teased and bullied too much, and he wanted like it's almost a physical form of multiple personality disorder. So when people that have multiple personality disorder create this secondary or tertiary persona to deal with trauma i think for him that maybe that trauma growing up was so bad that he felt that having plastic surgery was an okay way to go to at least start to alter his appearance well after a while it became more and more and more and now the dude's up to like over 50 surgeries he spent over 500 pounds 500,000 pounds sorry and for those of you who don't know pounds are I want to say use the google there I know I'd have to use the google (laughs) but there it's higher pounds are higher than dollars right now so if it's 500 pounds it's probably closer to 500,000 pounds um no and if if it's 500,000 pounds then it's probably closer to I want to say $750,000 US but let's ask the Google and yes what is the Google see what have the to say? Google has to say pounds to dollars we will use a currency converter so that we will get the most accurate <laughs> let's see pounds to dollars so Oh, I was actually a little off. So one British pound is a dollar thirty-six US as of right now. So then, if you had five hundred thousand, <laughs> I love your math skills. Five hundred. Thank you. <laughs> the Google so is very, very helpful. So uh, five hundred thousand British pounds would actually be six hundred seventy-nine thousand five hundred US dollars. I can't even imagine spending that. Couldn't you? I, and and on what? You could buy a house for that. And that'll last your family for centuries to come. Well, not here. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't buy a house here. Maybe but, like uh, in Waco, Texas or something. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> Have or Chip and Joanna Gaines come and hook you up with some shiplap <laughs> <laughs> for $679,000. What show is that? It's not Flip and Flop. It's, uh, uh, it's uh, I, hmm. I know who they are. I don't. I don't watch their show often. Oh, enough. I a, used to watch their show back when I had I'm cable. A Property Brothers. Oh, I love the Property Brothers. Aren't they just adorable to look at? They're fucking hot. They are just adorable. I wouldn't kick them out of bed. I'm sure you wouldn't. I would, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You have my address. Send them to where I'm I will at. be happy to. If I ever meet them, I will send them directly your Please way. Do. Please do. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gonna bother me though. What's that? Their show now. Ah, it's going to bug the crap out of me now. All right, well, we'll come back to that. So, rumor has it, rumors, I'm waiting for the crickets Ah. to start up here, that uh, the one Miss Demi Lovato might have herself a girlfriend. She might have a girlfriend. Welcome to the dark side. We've got cookies. (laughs) Should we get her a toaster? Oh my gosh! We should send her some kind of a gift. But good for you, and Maybe even we'll direct better. Messenger. Maybe uh, we on should. Instagram. Maybe we Make should. Demi, video. you need to listen. Keep an eye out on your instant messages in your Instagram because we're gonna shoot you one direct message. Right. One on one. Right. Because we right? love you. You go, girl. You go. And to be out in public, hold just chilling, holding hands at Disneyland. I was pretty. Uh, that was. I was. That's a big thing. Did you see that? That's I haven't heard thing. that. Yes, I did see that. Oh? Yep. Oh, snap. Well, I did my homework, that... bitch. I did my homework. <laughs> that That's really awesome. Yeah, somebody took a picture of him that, and said, uh... Uh, Demi Lovato is at Disneyland. Um, holding hands with another girl. I don't remember who they said the girl was. I should have probably written that down in my notes, but I didn't. But, oh, well. That was that, was that and good, good for her. And Sorry Not Sorry is fire. Thank you. Love that song. That's all I got to say for now about that. Is that her new single? I don't know if it's her new single, but it's new to me. And I love the shit out of it. She took it to church. That's all Uh, I could say. We will have to give that a listen. You'll have to give it a listen because it was, yeah, it was great. So uh, in other news of fabulous celebrities, on Sunday, September 10th of this year, actress Kristen Bell sang songs from Frozen to evacuees during 
Hurricane Irma at a shelter in Meadowoods Middle School in Orlando, where she was riding out the storm because she's filming a movie. Fuck it now. all. <laughs> Fuck it all. Don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Fuck it all. Oh, wait. That's I don't not think she's right saying version. that one to those children. They they probably well in the midst of a hurricane that. that would probably be my that attitude. would probably be quite appropriate <laughs> in the middle of a hurricane. But I don't but, believe that's what she saying to them. But what a sweetheart for doing that. I think you know I I don't know too much about her, but she's always come across really sweet. She and does strike personable. me as an adorable um, just and to be like married to Dak Shepard, like there has yeah, to be so much fun in their house. Yeah, there has I never to be. About that. So, I know. Like when I found out that but, they you know, were married, he would be the one. You know, it would be like, "Hey, gang, let's go get manis and petties." And there's like a reservation for twenty at this little like nail salon, <laughs> just one. Um, <laughs> you know, um, because why you have no girlfriend? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I make you pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you look so pretty, like model, <laughs> chili dog. Oh, Angela Johnson, thank oh, you so much for that. bless your heart in the British way, kid. not the Real Housewives of Atlanta kind of way. Yeah. Bless your heart. I mean it. <laughs> right. I love right. you. And I love that you have to specify which way that I'm we're talking about. You, well, because you if, know. Even if we're out and about, like, we, where did we go the other day? You and I just went and ran errands, and I think that you're all... Oh, bless their heart. And you're like, in the British kind of way, not the real housewives <laughs> of Atlanta Because the British kind of people way. actually mean it. The people <laughs> down in the South. <laughs> let me tell you, if you did not know this already, if they sell you bless your heart or you hear them say bless your heart, they do not mean that the, in the Christian way that they <laughs> that is intended to come across. I guarantee it. Just saying. Guarantee. There is all kinds of shade behind that. That uh, lovely, um, I'm not even sarcastic sure what you call that, com- that sarcasm? backhanded compliment. compliment. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would. There's all kinds of shade behind it. I think I'm going to adopt it now and make it my own. Right. In the RHOA kind of way, not the British kind of way. Well, I think that we should uh, make a video <laughs> yeah, of that. Maybe we will. Right. Maybe. I'll have to make sure that I keep my phone handy so that way uh, when you're going out on a rant, I can post that up to Instagram. There that you would, go. That would be hilarious. It really would. I would love to watch you say, oh, honey, bless your heart. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this week in queer history on September 11th, way, way back before myself was even a thought. Um, you. Shortly after my parents were born in 1961. My mom was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, KQED. I don't know where that channel's out of, but they broadcasted a, a show called The Rejected. Uh, the Rejected was the first television program in the United States to discuss homosexuality. Wow. 1961. And Look how big. far we've come in 2017. Look where we're at now. Everybody's can, a little bit gay now. Uh, everybody is a little bit gay now. We can it's all like get married. It's like we're the cool kids and everybody wants to be doing it. Right? If it was easy, everyone would do it, honey. So don't come to the dark side just because we got cookies. Right. You got to live it. Right. And you got to, well, I suppose you kind of got to love it too. You know, because that, eh. def- that would really defeat the purpose. That's true. Yeah. We'll see. But, you know, I mean, that paved the way for, I mean, in later, what uh, what year was it that Ellen had her show because oh, that's gosh. the first big predominant like recent um was it show that 94? came out i don't know i couldn't I suppose... tell you it's been a while i never I, w- I think i might have been a little bit young to watch ellen the the sitcom right you know versus ellen the talk show right that paved the way for the likes of rosie o'donnell Yes. Um, cause she had her, didn't she have a, she had a talk show back in the day before, um, didn't she do it twice? She had a show kind of like Oprah, I think. Yeah. Kinda like that kind of a show. Um, well, yeah, like Ellen, I guess that is like Ellen. Right. And then, you know, as we kind of progressed through the years, more and more people started, uh, having their own shows. Um. Or at least coming out, like, um. Oh God. Kathy Griffin's bestie. His name is totally slipping my mind, but I can see his face in my... I really oh, don't know who that is. Silver-haired. He, he's a silver fox. Anderson oh, Cooper? Yes. That's like her bestie. 
Yeah. Well, you know, he comes from money and is very attractive, so that he is. He's a very nice looking gentleman to look at. But (laughs) you know, I mean, growing up, you know, you would see the trashiest of the trash, Jerry Springer. (laughs) <laughs> which my mom still watches to this day. Jerry! Hi, Jerry. mom. <laughs> my dad used to record those every um, single day to watch later. You know, and I think that's kind of when we started to evolve to allow people to become openly uh Made it a little more acceptable to lesbian people. In, in the limelight for, for be it comedy shows or... or daytime shows or what have you so I, I think even as we move forward there's more room for that i just wish that the media would portray homosexuality or bisexuality or whatever in the appropriate manner rather than what society thinks that we're all out doing or because what society not, tries to make it right not all gay men are you know feather wearing um <laughs> we're not all like gentlemen <laughs> or they're you know not, not all, all drag of us queens are yeah not all of us want to dress up and drag not all of us um uh, adhere to what society feels is is standard and that's kind of where and i'm not going to go off on a tangent but that's where a lot of the right wing folks get their information from is the standard the what society deems us to be you know we're not out marrying fucking animals we're not out oh my God. touching children we're not out doing all of that bullshit that we're claiming to be we're just being gay and fabulous right that's all we're doing right so and on the other side of that you've got mm, these fucking whack jobs like kirk cameron oh is this your shade of the week oh honey or is this, are we calling it I Can't Even? I think we should call it I Can't Even because I literally cannot. Cannot. This man, how do you take, <laughs> how are you going to take a hurricane? Well, I see exactly how. He basically took the hurricane and said, you know, God did this. He, when he puts his power on display, it's never without reason. There's a purpose, and we may not always understand what that purpose is, but we know it's not random, and we know that weather is sent to cause us to respond to God in humility, awe, and repentance. That was awe, by the way, not all, even though my tongue may have gotten in the way. He asked people... Well, you are a lesbian, so well, that you know, happen. <laughs> it does get out there. So he finishes up his video by asking viewers to explain to their children that the storms which have killed numerous people and caused major trauma are a reminder from God. That was when I was pissed. A reminder of what? That's when I got pissed. You know what? There's that whole free will thing. I don't believe that if... I'm not a particularly religious person, but if you have free will, why would God step in and send weather? I mean, yeah, we had the whole Noah's Ark thing. That was once, but... If you're supposed to have free will, why would you think that he's going to step in and do it? We're doing our thing without interference from God. That's how it's supposed to work. Well, so for me, I love science. I love it. I love that we can prove things. And I think that this is something that I would challenge someone like Kirk Cameron. Because there's no global warming. I'm sure he doesn't believe that. (laughs) I want to see the proof that you have that proves that these are a reminder from god right that god said this is going to happen because of your your sinning because of your sinning in terrible ways right i i just there's no logic behind that and i'm i'm a pretty logical person i like to try and think things out and there's no sound reasoning behind that other than some weird faith and what um your your higher power wants you to believe or has you led to believe or right and even then uh i don't like diving too much into religion but again i I almost think that that's something that sometimes is made up like it's just one person that believes things we're going to tell people what to believe and then suddenly it's mind over matter and then everyone starts to believe it and then (laughs) And then all hell breaks loose, and and then it it's fear mongering and and what have you, and this is just a, a great example of that. Like there's there's no rhyme or reason behind this. This dude just wants to think that God's out here to punish those that are non-believers. I would imagine uh, for not following His word and not following the 
the the good holy blabble. Well, you know what, Kirk Cameron, let me tell you this. If he, if he's sending it as a sign, it's a sign for all sinners and you're one of us, so it's a sign for you too. So maybe you should straighten your act up cuz I don't think that day when you get to the pearly gates is going to go as well as you think. So sit down and shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That yeah. is our church moment for the day. Right. Do Let's you, get on to some Do we need some science. Holy Ghost party up in here? Oh my gosh. Holy Ghost party. Woo-woo. <laughs> Woo-woo. Let's move on to some science. Oh, science. well, so I have to take a moment because um, I, I jotted down a lot of notes. So I'm going to do my best to, to make this as smooth as possible. Um, the Rochester Institute of Technology uh, apologizes for its Winnie the Pooh slide that was shown during a presentation. Uh, the private university in the eastern part of New York State has apologized after a student orientation session. Um, session, I'm sorry, uh, suggested that students masturbate as a way to prevent sexual assault. Because that's going to work out well. Students were required to attend this mandatory seminar titled Alcohol and Chill, oh where God. a slide referencing a kangaroo character from Winnie the Pooh stated the following. It was, and I quote, think of Rue, R-O-O. So in this case, it the R was for rub, the first O was for one, the second O was for out. So it said, think of Rue, rub yeah. one out. Let's take one of your favorite childhood characters. And smudge And it. take the youngest one of the bunch. Think about that one. Right. And use that for self-gratification purposes. I don't think so. Right. So the text at the bottom of this slide went on to say, self-gratification can lead the way to prevent uh, sexual assault. Uh, RIT President David Munson issued an apology stating, we apologize to anyone who was offended by a slide that was included in our new student orientation. While we were committed to having an open and frank conversation on these important topics, we pledged to take such sensitivities into an account in any future programs. So, I'm going to lay this out to you like this. One, sexual violence is a serious crime. Two, sexual violence is a targeted crime that people choose to commit. Three, if they choose to commit this crime, there will be severe consequences. Four, the solution of masturbation that the school presented is incredibly simplistic, and it's certainly not helpful, and it's definitely not accurate for the prevention of rape, resulting in less victims feeling safe to come forward and against their attackers as the school has propagated rape and rape culture. Very true. Reducing it to something that can be solved by masturbating, I think, is highly uneducated and very misguided. And then... Betsy DeVos's recent intentions to roll back some of the Title IX guidelines requiring schools to move aggressively to investigate cases of sexual misconduct are a prime example of that. Don't even get me started on that woman and her fucking... Ugh. And this, this isn't even necessarily about her so much, but realistically speaking, rape and rape culture is not fucking something that I take lightly and is not something that anybody should take lightly. No, it's not. Rape can happen both ways. It can happen from man to woman, woman to man. It does not discriminate. So the fact that you have reduced this rue, rub one out, to say, you know what? If you think that rape, you might go and rape someone. <laughs> Just go so rub one out. Go, like, that's go jerk really... off. Just go fucking find a bush, bitch. Kneel down. And give it a good thought. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It, most sexual assault, it's not just about the sex. There's something else that goes with it. If it was that simple, everyone would be fucking masturbating all the time. That is, that, it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, it, and it really is. You know, the, the fact that they're just, they're propagating all of this bullshit on how easy it is to just get over this. Well... I happen to know a, a few people, I mean, over my years that I've been alive, that have had this sort of experience. And um, one of them recently went on to say that sometimes they felt like it was a mental disease and that it should be treated similarly to, uh, like, addiction. And that this person felt bad for their attacker. And I, I'm sorry, I, while that may be a valid point of view... I. I'm too emotionally connected to that to want to believe it. Sure. There's too much bullshit. We're letting people get away with too much just by saying, no, go ahead and do this. Right. Because I know that we're kind of pushing the boundaries as is, 
and we're we're going to let it get away. And it's not just private schools. I mean, this sort of stuff happens at public schools. This happens at universities across the nation. This happens in government agencies and offices. You know, th- this sort of activity is not okay. No, it is not. And I wish that there was a solution that would provide some clarity, but... I think we all have to do our part. Like, if you see something, say something. I think that's hugely that's important. And Don't just pull out your fucking phone and take a video. Shit. Right. And certainly don't post it to Facebook. Oh, my God. Why Like, right. like why are you posting these Come videos on, to Facebook? Folks. You need to show these videos to, to the, the appropriate police. authorities so that way they can handle it accordingly. Unless you're posting it on the authorities' Facebook, then that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, for those that are currently victims of this don't be afraid to come forward and say something speak out because i promise you you will come to find just exactly who your friends are you will come to find that you have much more help than you really think that you do and you're not alone in this i personally have never been raped and i can't say that i have ever been through something as traumatic as that but I promise you that if somebody came to me in confidence and said that, hey, this is a situation, I'm going to do everything to to take care of you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to offer you a spot in my home. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look after you to make sure that you're okay and get the help that you need. So I myself, I label myself a safe place. Um, You can come to me and you can tell me with just about anything and I really don't scare too easy. So I I want those around (laughs) me and in my life. Uh, to feel comfortable, and I'm sorry we're we're being attacked by Crochet's dogs. <laughs> we here. are we're having some to... interference with some wieners in Oliver's lap. So <laughs> yes, yes, as sorry. if that's really highly uncommon. But uh, <laughs> these ones, unfortunately, just want all all kinds of loving. So but... I guess that's maybe that's a sign that we should. <laughs> They're like, wrap it up, mom, Gunkle, come on, right? <laughs> love Time to with, wrap it love up. on us. So uh, <laughs> on that note, what's going on this weekend? Well. We got the Seahawks game again this weekend. We did lose our season opener against Greenbow, Greenbow at <laughs> Green Bay at Lambeau last weekend. Boo! But our next game is here in Seattle, one twenty-five on Sunday against the Foden Nanas. Oh, and we all know how that game's going to go. We're going to yeah. win. So yeah, go Seahawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess on that note, we're going to bring it to an end because I don't think I have anything else to, to I, do or I or think sing. we've thrown enough shade for one day. <laughs> right. Fuck you, Kirk Cameron. Right, right. Just had to get that in there one more time. Yeah. And rape culture is not okay. No, never it's not. Okay. Never, never, never okay. So reach out to your friends. Talk to somebody because I promise you, you will have an ally somewhere that will help you get the help that you need. Yes, or reach and out to us at theshadebrigade.com. Because we don't want this kind of behavior to happen. We, no, don't we don't want repeats. And if you don't speak up and say something, this person may do it again. Because Lord knows, rub one out is not going to be that is not the, the out that this person is going to want. Not the truth. All right. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. And, and don't, don't forget, forget to, to pay, pay it, it forward. forward. Have a great weekend.